Hi, David. It's the end of the week. Hi, Charles. And uh, by popular demand, it's a behind-the-headlines episode. And everybody wants us to talk about, not everybody, but at least one person wants us to talk about the merger, uh, uh, the proposed merger between Kroger and Albertsons. Proposed uh, like 18 months ago. It's still going on. on. Uh, Two giants in their own right coming Mm -hmm. together. And, um, you know, Jeremy's got all these, he, behind the scenes, Jeremy gives us this big screen with notes, and the notes are never helpful because they always, you know, get everything wrong. But let's well, try and use that as a way to guide this discussion. <laughs> Not very good argument. Yeah, I, really I don't <laughs> even know what argument. Yeah. But the question is, it's interesting. I think what people were wondering is like, why what this is taking a long time and of course we're not lawyers we don't understand any of this uh we're not even americans so we understand even less of it but uh what are the kind of things that 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 we have to think about in terms of the impact on on the grocery landscape and all that stuff so let's let's set the table and just point out that if Kroger and Albertson merged uh, I know they've already agreed to divest some 600, 400. 400 stores, but that would still leave them with like a four or 5,000 store count, yeah. something like that. Yeah. Some, uh, I think it was, it was, it was about 10% of their stores. So 10% uh, to CNS wholesale. To CNS wholesale. Yeah. And um, that would put them at the number three position mm-hmm. in the U.S. grocery market behind Walmart and Costco. And uh, this is uh, the Trade Commission, the Federal Trade Commission, the FTC of the United States that's um, uh, uh, grinding this deal uh, down mm-hmm. as much as possible. And what do we think about all of this? What, what do we think? Um, well, not from the antitrust concern, but really from the supply chain side, right? Or maybe... I do think, though, it is interesting to talk about antitrust. Uh, only, only because, and I, again, I know a little bit of the the sort of. First oh, of all, common law has always had some form of review uh, or s- some over monopolies. And- uh, for 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 as long as common law has been evolving, uh, and and in the U.S. it was first, I think, the Sherman Act, uh, and I think Sh- Mr. Sherman was a senator. And I, uh, I think there's a pithy quote where he's like, if we don't want a king to rule over our lives, then we can't let there be a king ruling over any part of our economic lives. That was sort of the, the, the argument. But, but it was really in the 18, say, 90s to uh, the 1920s. Uh, there was, uh, th- through uh, Taft and, and, and Teddy Roosevelt, where all of uh, all of this antitrust sentiment uh, grew, and 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 there was an activist, a government that became very active in 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 antitrust lawsuits. Um, and uh, I know this from my mining days, but it was Standard Oil that was like the 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 headline company. The so Rockefeller. the Rockef- Rockefeller in I think it was in Cleveland, Rockefeller. Yeah had Standard Oil, everyone hated the essential, monop- essentially monopolistic 
uh, uh, control that Rockefeller had over the oil, the booming but but still young. Nine percent, because uh, I went. You brought that up. Yeah. And I, I went to read, and ninety. Per, they control ninety percent of the uh, market share at the time. With That's crazy. Yeah. That is a crazy amount. But um, so so they actually did uh, force the government did force Standard Oil to break up. Thirty four companies. Thirty four companies, but yeah. most famously something they called the the Seven Sisters, yeah. the major. Yeah. So Chevron out in California, yeah, Exxon. and Exxon in New Jersey, and Mobil in New York, yeah. and Amoco in Indiana, names we still recognize today. And I think one of the things I remember from my mining days was the lesson, uh, you know, because all mining engineering professors are rabid capitalists, mm -hmm. and so they were very much on the side of Rockefeller, <laughs> Rockefeller's side, but they would say, you know, Rockefeller himself became vastly richer once they broke up. <laughs> Again said the richest man in the world at that time. Yes. Even though his, uh, uh, the market share, you know, it did have an impact on their market yeah. share, but still made him filthy rich. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And in today's dollars, it would, it would be mind-boggling, yeah. you know. Uh, it, 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 would, it would humble uh, Warren Buffett. Maybe not. Elon Musk, I think it's probably, I don't know, probably in that area of the $200, $300 billion range. Anyway, I think, that, I think that's interesting just because it was about Standard Oil growing too big. The largest grocery chain in the U.S. is Walmart, as we've mentioned before. And there's not even a whisper about, hey, when do we break up Walmart? And so the question I have is, if Kroger and Albertsons are going to join and become the third largest player, and we're not concerned, you know, about the monopolistic tendencies of the two players above them, I'm not sure I understand why. I don't either. I mean, the concerns that are being raised are around either the consumer, the workers, and the suppliers, right? And so we can take these and kind of either dismantle it or, or agree with or it. Or understand, yeah, or, right. Or understand it. But um, I don't know if there's one that you prefer you, to you attack. You pick. Okay, well, so one of the, the concern is around uh, the suppliers, meaning that, uh, well, uh, for, for the large suppliers, those that have national coverage, that's, may, that's not where the concern would be. It's rather with the, call it, smaller players, the one that... A, a supplier that would currently uh, sell only to one of the two. And uh, on one side, you can say, well, there's an opportunity to grow their uh, their sales or revenue by having now access to... By getting to store sh shelf, shelf space in the other, in the other. retailers. But banners. then also, what about those that do that may not have the capacity to do so. So y yes, you have the opportunity, doesn't mean you can scale in, in order to do. And presumably, if, if, you, if you gain shelf space um, at, let's say, if a, a, an Albertson supplier gets shelf space at a Kroger a Banner, that does displace you know, another, a small supplier elsewhere. Yeah, yeah, because that shelf space is, is limited. Um, but I, I think if you think about grocery, uh, I'm not sure this is, uh, maybe, maybe there are some cases that could happen, but it is also, uh, as uh, it could be not a strong argument because within those stores, it's, uh, I don't see a national chain where every single store is the same and offer exactly the uh, same 100%. variety. 100%. Right? 
there is this local locale or yeah local aspect of product that yeah, people I, enjoy. I think I think sometimes people don't really understand how precise, um, how you know, the, right? How thoughtful store planograms really are. Yeah. So the first of all, first of all, every grocery large grocery chain has a banner, different banners, mm -hmm. built to serve different purposes, and. The different purpose means different demographics. I mean, if you open this, like to your point, this standard store, and it caters to, uh, to say, a very very normal middle income uh, uh, family. family. Well, that is not going to work in a work, you know, in a lower income neighborhood, and it's not going to work in an upper income neighborhood. Yeah. Yeah. Like they know this. They figured that out. They know that they need to look at the demographics uh within whatever you call it a, a 15 or 20 minute drive or you know their 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 market uh that they're operating in and they know how to be very particular. I find it weird the idea that let's say look the great example uh if I think of our first office ever down in Manhattan Beach uh, down in in LA Manhattan Beach, and there was there was a Vons, and there was a a, a Kroger, uh, uh, and so you have a great example of these two competing beasts. They were within a mile of each other. One was up uh, on on Sepulveda. The the Californian dudes will really understand what I mean. Up on busy Sepulveda, the other was down down by the village that had more foot traffic than it would, you know, moms in minivans. Um, uh, looking to get their weekly shop done. And uh, you can tell from those stores that the buyers uh, at the local level understood that. Mm -hmm. And so I can't, I find it hard to believe that, you know, there's this transformation. Suddenly we're going to see all these products that cater that lo local clientele disappear from the store shelves, you know, in the name of monopolistic. It, it doesn't make sense, and we know this because Albertsons and Kroger's are operating that way with that specificity already. Within their own It is self-defeating. Yeah, uh, I agree. So we'll see on the supplier side. On the consumer side, then the concern is more about, uh, well, either raising prices or, or because of a, well, not a monopoly, but another additional large play, very large player. Uh, that this would have an impact uh, because consumer has have less less choices, uh, but I think on that angle we that's where we can talk really about the, uh, supply chain or uh, distribution uh, optimization. Where, well, the grocery industry is one that has been actually very innovative, right? Working with very small margin, this is an industry where they are looking for ways to work as efficiently as possible throughout their supply chain before many other industries. And typically because also the competition is, is quite uh, fierce. Yeah. Well, there, th that should continue to happen in order to bring uh, potentially uh, um, consolidations or facilities to bring costs down, which allows them to compete and then uh, uh, not increase uh, costs, but rather con at least control them. I mean, Aldi's store count, I don't know where it's at right now exactly in the U.S., but I know 25 years ago, if it was over 10, I would have been shocked. Yeah. And the, the, the idea that a discount German grocer can open up what are fairly, they're not unpleasant stores, but they are 
not exciting. I mean, there's no no frills to quote another store banner. It's there because there's a market for people who just want to buy eggs at the cheapest price they can. So don't give me a fancy environment to shop in. I just want to go buy my eggs and milk and bread at the cheapest price. Aldi is hugely successful. And 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 the thing about competition and, and your point about the, the margins in the grocery industry is if back to Elon Musk, if you are uh, uh, offering the world Starlink, well, it takes enormous amounts of capital and intelligence to build a competing product to Starlink. To sell a head of lettuce, not really complicated, you know? You put a farm stand out, you wait for people to park, buy lettuce and strawberries. It is where all the genius of the grocery industry goes into is playing at the margins. It's playing in those those areas. So, you know, prices are not going to be, in my opinion, I don't I don't think this is this is a big threat to to price. If they if they if they suddenly got, you know, piggish about prices, well, Aldi's going to take their place, and and so on and so forth. New entrants will. The Korean grocery chains will happily go in. The Canadians will come down. Like, although, <laughs> as we said, one of the things that is funny about this for us is we live in a essentially triopoly. Limit, yeah, we limit, have yeah. three major national grocers, and there's no competition. The U.S. has vastly more. Just think, like Trader Joe's, Whole Food Markets. Then there's always the the um, the the uh, the ethnic grocers like Vallarta. I'm just focusing on California for a second, just because yeah. I know that grocery industry, that grocery market very well. Then you have the higher end folks, the the Bristol Farms, those beautiful stores, uh, a pavilion. Like, well, I think actually pavilions is either uh, I think it's a Kroger uh, entity, or I, I, don't, I don't remember. But anyway, um, so. Uh, yeah, and then the c- third concern was about the workforce. Right. Again, not enough competition uh, would drive wages down. Uh, again, on that one, I'm, I'm not convinced either, right? When we were but talking about efficiency and labor scarcity. scarcity I, it's so, yeah, go ahead. I always wonder if I say that word properly. Scarcity, you said it beautifully. <laughs> but, you know, I was, I was, uh, I was talking to Laurie. And, uh, and and we'll talk about Lori a little later in another episode. Hopefully in a few weeks we'll get her on to this because her, her life story is so fascinating. But um, she is a veteran of the warehouse management and mm-hmm. warehouse technology world. She's, she, was, she worked for Ross Perot in the 80s putting in, you know, first generation warehouse management systems. But she, she did this uh, uh, interview at Promat uh, for Supply Chain Brain, uh, 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 I guess, last, last year. And the, uh, the thesis that she was presenting is, no one wants to work in your goddamn warehouse. Mm-hmm. It's a horrible place to work. Mm-hmm. You, you, ha- you know, that's your problem. It is not, you know, the idea that you're going to be able to drive wages down, let's say, in a grocery store. Mm-hmm. Good luck with that. Yeah, good luck. Exactly. You, 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 people are not going to work there anymore. Mm-hmm. And we can pretend uh, that there will always be this infinite supply of labor, but we all know that that is not, not you know, even in a soft, a soft market only means we have slightly easier ways of getting labor on, on boarded. Mm-hmm. Um, so the idea that this merger will somehow affect wages, 
No, what will affect wages is the need to attract and retain people who show up every day and work work hard. Yeah. And I, I don't think I, I don't see that. The other thing I thought was funny is this idea that, you know, both Kroger's and Albertsons are sitting on millions of square feet of empty warehouse space and so that the supply chains can just collapse onto each other mm-hmm. in this beautiful symphony mm-hmm. of, 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 you know, mm-hmm. consolidation. That is not how the world works. No, no, no. no one is running around saying, yeah, I just built a million square feet of freezer space. Let me go buy Albertsons so I could fill it up. No. I mean, that's just not how the universe works. No. They're all running at relatively thin or close to capacity operations. Yeah. And yeah, at any point in time, there's a new warehouse going up in their network because that's just the cycle of, of, of life. But uh, that new warehouse is going to be half empty on day one, but w- the chances that that warehouse suddenly can be filled up by, through the merger, even if it happens, you're talking about a 5% in total capacity. Of the capacity, yeah. yeah, I agree. Well, so I guess conclusion is we <laughs> don't think that this should be halted. What's holding it up? <laughs> yes, Let's just make it happen, you know? Go. But then again, we're the kind of we love we love the Davids, not this one, but we love the <laughs> Davids and not the Goliaths. Correct. We know that um, that the consumer, especially in food, is always hungering for new, exciting, something that caters to their evolving needs. Experience. And what will really make Kroger and Albertson survive in the next fifty years is staying relevant to the customer, mm-hmm. or it will die, merged or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That won't make or break it. Well, good. All right, let's get out of here.